Welcome everybody. We are live. We are live. My name is Jason Aponte. I am Andrew Pasquini. We're working. That's it. We're working over here. That's it. Let's go Niners. Let's go Niners. We are live. It's a new episode of the Sprint Ride Option Podcast. I am Andrew Pasquini. I got Jason Aponte with me as always. And Jason, your background's a little different. Are you in an area where the San Francisco 49ers would play football at? Indeed I am. I am here ready to cover the home opener, which there will be a t-shirt given out to fans, which has a certain play that is drawn on it that actually has to do with us. Yes, I, be- I believe it's the Sprint Right uh, option shirt. Correct. I'm very excited. Um, you know, I, I was thinking about how I wanted to open this, and you you opened it up in a better way than I did, but does it make you a little sad that you're going to miss the best part of the Niner-Packer game on Sunday? Oh, my gosh. Here we you're go. Gonna, Just do it. You're, you're going to miss the part where he goes, na-na-na-na-na-na-na, waiting all day for Sunday night. Okay, I got it out of me. We got it out early, Jason. What a banger. I've been sitting here waiting for you to send the invite, listening to that song over and over to make sure I got the opening right. And I got it right. So there you go, Jason. Uh, yeah, dude, Sunday night football, San Francisco 49ers, Green Bay Packers, a tale as old as time. It's the best uniform matchup in all of football. You cannot tell me otherwise. The Packer yellow helmets, the Niner gold. I'm getting all giddy thinking about it. Uh, it it's going to be a very fun game, Jason. Let's just start there. Let's talk about the Niners and Packers just as, as a rivalry in itself. Yeah, I mean, obviously the catch, the the rivalry with uh, Brett Favre in his time, um, you know, obviously the whole connection to, hey, hey, Andrew, did you know that the 49ers had a chance to draft Aaron Rodgers and they didn't? Wait, what? Yo, what? I found that out. I couldn't believe it. Who, how did that slip through the cracks? How did no one ever mention that? Um, yes, wow. that, that adds to it. I think that, I think what's kind of cool about this, honestly, is, What's happening now with the the Mike Silver story about technically what happened with Aaron Rodgers and, you know, what what was happening with LaFleur. And I understand that that's a little bit of gossip, but that also adds a little bit of intrigue to Mm -hmm. it, too, as well. Right. So, yes, 49ers Packers deep rooted in in tradition, Colin Kaepernick ripping them up in in two different places. And yeah, all of those things. And, you know, it's a we knew this was going to be the game home opener. Uh, against the Packers, uh, first time that the fans are going to be in the building since yeah. since the NFC Championship when the Niners beat the, beat the Packers. The Packers, yeah, that's yes. right, huh? Yeah, it's weird. The Niners have had a very successful past against the Packers uh, in games that matter. Uh, yes, last year happened. We get it. That happened. But the Niners were decimated by injury and COVID. That's uh, what we call the River Craycraft game. Uh, it was actually the Richie James game, but I know Kyle's in here and I wanted him to react. Uh, and then uh, the Monday night game, the Kyle Shanahan drip game is what we should call that one. Uh, that was uh, 2018. Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't playing. He was hurt. Um, you know, all that fun stuff, man. But like, obviously, I think I think Lombardi tweeted it out that the, the, the when the Niners and Packers play each other, when the Niners are over 500, Aaron Rodgers has never won, uh, which is just very fun. So the Niners are over 500. Check that box. So why are we even playing the game, right? Like, what are we even doing here? Christ, man, as somebody would say that we know who talks about the Packers. Um, 
who we might have on Monday to, to review the game. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited, man. There, there's nothing more electrifying than Niners Packers. And honestly, like I know I said I wouldn't reference it again. There's nothing more electrifying than waiting all day for Sunday night. And that song is for your favorite team playing that game. Nothing is better when, because you know how they have the interchangeable lyric where she says, you know, the Cowboys and the Rams, you know, whatever, whoever's playing. When she says Packers and the Niners, oh man, oh man, Carrie Underwood. I, that's the only song of hers I know other than Before He Cheats. So please don't like, I'm not a Carrie Underwood fan. I'm just a big Waiting All Day for Sunday Night fan. Uh, Chris right, we're Collins, up to two here. We're up to two. We're here. up to two. Yeah. Just yeah. take a shot every time I reference yeah. that, that song. We're going to get Chris Collinsworth. Like, now here's a guy sliding, like, I'm Chris Collinsworth, you know, sliding in. I just did a whole thing. I'm fired up for this game, and I think I'm extra Apparently. fired up because I know I'm going to see you tomorrow, and it's going to be yep. a good day and all that fun stuff. Um, do we want to actually, like, talk about the game itself instead of just, like, Sunday night and what the Packers and Niners are at this point, or, or yep. we just want to keep doing this for 40 minutes? I mean, uh, either either way works. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm open. I mean, everything's easy over here in Cali. It's not – everybody's not at, uh, moving at a direction that's uh, so fast. So, uh, yeah, let's let's take a laid-back approach on this one. Screw the analysis. Let's, uh, let's have some fun today. Let's just talk about who would you rather have, Aaron Rodgers or Jimmy Gurr? No, I'm joking. Uh, no, don't do that yet. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you talk about – because the report came out earlier that there, there may or may not have been some – Mixed emotions regarding Kyle Shanahan calling Matt LaFleur regarding Aaron Rodgers, which I, I just I don't get personally, because like if you have a trade talk target as hot as Aaron Rodgers and 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 Kyle Shanahan, who, quote unquote, was in a need for a quarterback in the offseason. Well, he, they were in need for a quarterback. They traded up, you know, a billion picks. I'm curious, too, because I think the was was there, I can't remember was the report that they offered Garoppolo in the third pick, or was that just somebody I read a comment on? That was Mike Silver. That's, I think, what was was discussed. But, you know, that's not really substantiated, in my opinion. Okay. I don't think that that's something that we can just say, you know, yeah, that was we what can't. the... Okay, you know, I'm, not, then I, yeah, ignore, so I, ignore yeah. I just said that. Yeah, yeah. But, but just the idea of, of LaFleur being upset that, that Shanahan called on Rodgers feels weird to me because you got to know you have an asset like Aaron Rodgers. You're probably getting... 27 teams because i'm sure there's a couple teams who you know the bills the buccaneers the chiefs are pretty happy with their quarterback situation it, it just adds to the game a little bit and i'm kind of excited to see if we're gonna get like you know at the end of the game if they're gonna be friendly or if we're gonna get jim schwartz and jim harbaugh you know like little little shoving match i, I don't think we'll get that far no. but but I, I i don't know man anything to make this game feel a little more it's fun because this game already feels like it means a lot yeah, 94 throwbacks, um, you know, again, fans in, in the seats for the first time in a game that matters, uh, you know, the, obviously the the Rodgers thing, all this all this extra stuff, it just adds a little bit more to the game. And then to be on the national stage, obviously. So NFL knew what they were doing when they picked this game and they put them in number three uh, at week three. So uh, the season is gone mm -hmm. the way that we thought. 49ers are 2-0 going into this game. We're gonna have a test, and you know, maybe we should talk about like how we think that this game is actually gonna go. Yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll transition to that at this point. Um, yeah, my my thing is is I don't want people to think that just because the Niners dominated in both times at Levi Stadium in 2019, the same thing is gonna happen. But boy, oh boy, are things lining up to make it feel that way. The Packers, you know, they're they're already missing David Bakhtiari. Uh, their their backup left tackle, uh, Elgton Jenkins. He is he is not gonna play. It doesn't sound like he's doubtful. 
This feels like a Nick Bosa game again. I mean, I mean, that's pretty much what it's been every time the Niners have played the Packers with Nick Bosa is it's the Nick Bosa show. Uh, that that's really the first place I want to start is, is that matchup in general is, is this Niners pass rush as it seems to always do going to create issues for Aaron Rodgers, Or do you, do you think LaFleur learned his lesson after 2019? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, two things are certain, right? The 49ers have built their, their team the way that they've always wanted to in the trenches is, is where they're winning. Now you're talking about, they're going to be moving their, their I believe they're moving their left tackle to, to the, the right spot and they're flipping things around. So there's going to be chances um, I expect them to get in Aaron Rodgers' face. I think really the the thing that they need to be worried about more than anything is that they have zero pass rush at this point. And this why this is why the 49ers should be able to do whatever they want on offense, basically, especially running the ball. Um, you know, obviously they have Jair Alexander. You understand that you really can't throw his way unless you, mm-hmm. you know, unless you're sure that you've got it. But with no Zadarius Smith, now you know they're missing Bakhtiari. And they had zero pass rush in that game against the Lions. The Lions just, you know, kind of just did what the Lions did. You know, they played well for a half and mm-hmm. they kind of played how they are. That's that's the Lions. But at this point, everything is, like you're saying, lining up for the 49ers in this game. I was very much on the side of, man, I think this game is going to be close. Yeah. The more I'm looking at it, the more it develops, the more we find out that now Trey Sermon is going to be there. Uh, he's actually going to be starting, which uh, what a turnaround. No mm-hmm. one could have seen that coming, yeah. especially how brutal that hit was. But it's all kind of lining up for the 49ers. And I wouldn't be shocked if the 49ers kind of roll on them a little bit in this game. Um, I wouldn't bet on it, but I wouldn't be shocked at all. Yeah, Jamal, thank you. The G always gets me on that name. It's Elton Jenkins, not Elton Jane, whatever I said. So thank you. Thank you for that. Um, Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I tweeted Sunday after the Eagle game that if the Niners play like they did the last two weeks, they have no chance against the Packers. But I kind of want to walk back on that because like the Packers haven't other than Aaron Rodgers, what scares you on this team? Aaron Jones, you know, by himself is is a very good player. Um, But, but, you know, if you contain Aaron Rodgers, like the Niners have shown they can do uh, you know, what's the run game really going to do to the Niners when, when they could focus on that. Um, And, and the defense, seven, nothing Kyle, seven, nothing. In the third, in the third inning, seven nothing. Don't seven come nothing. at the Yankees on this seven podcast. nothing. Come for the king, best not miss. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so, so, um, God, I lost my tra- train of thought because you just I'm dunked sorry. on Kyle. No, it's okay. Um, yeah, like the defense has been very bad. You mentioned Alexander. Uh, their second cornerback position hasn't been very good. Kenny King, not not great. Uh, it's. I uh, don't want to say it, but like, cause like we, we, we said all off season, like this Packer game, you can't just look at 2019 and say this Niner team is automatically better than the Packers, but everything is lining up for this to be a 2019 game. And, and it starts, as I said, I think it starts with the pass rush, but I think the Niners offense, I think they're going to look closer to week one than they do than week two. I think the Eagles defense is better than what the Packers offer, especially with uh, Zadarius Smith out. Cause that's like their best pass rusher. What, what I just don't, I don't want to say, I don't see a way the Packers can win this game because I, I there, there, there are ways, right? Jimmy Garoppolo, a couple turnovers here or there. Um, you know, the defense, you know, uh, the, the, the secondary has issues with Devonte Adams, uh, there, there's ways this could happen, but I, I just think if you if you look at what both teams can do, I would probably pick this version of the Niners to beat this version of the Packers 
seven out of 10 times, eight out of 10 times. I, I don't know if that's too far of a stretch and no disrespect to the Packers. I think they're a very good team. I think they're going to win the NFC North. It's just the Niners have one of the best rosters in football from top to bottom. They're, they're, they're deep at a lot of positions that the Packers struggle against, like the defensive line. Uh, the Niners, they're not super deep at receiver, but if they get enough matchups with Debo against King or whoever they put out there, um, you know, maybe that'll, I mean, even if, even if we want to say Brandon Ayuk plays and, and, and has a significant role in the offense, which we hopefully see now. Yeah. Alexander is going to be on one of Debo and Ayuk and whoever the second cornerback is going to be Domber's back. And he, Oh my God, I'm so happy he's here. Uh, but, but whoever, whoever, you know, the second receiver is, is going to be on the second defensive back for the Packers. I think it's an advantage for the Niners. The Niners offensive line should have no problem against the Packers pass rush. Um, I know the Packers defense hasn't been good against the pass or run and the Niners can really beat you in either way. I just, I don't know if the Packers can do this. That's all. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that this is actually a big George Kittle game too, as well. Um, mm -hmm. You know, get him in space against some of these linebackers. Um, and, and now that Trey Sermon's going to be there, at least there's some sort of stability, but I think this is going to be a big Debo Samuel game where they use him, you know, the way they have been using him, but more with the extension of the running game stuff, more jet sweeps, more motion, things like that out of the backfield. You might even see him line up in the backfield in certain stretches just because of the trust factor that's there, right, with Debo Samuel. But I really wanted to talk about um, on the other side, you know, Emmanuel Mosley looks like he's trending to play in this game. Mm -hmm. So you're probably going to have Emmanuel Mosley and Lenore. That makes you feel better about Devontae Adams, right? Nothing against Josh Norman. He, he played great in, in his first game. Um, he matched up very well with Devontae Smith. He used his aggressiveness, and he knew that he can get into him. And that's why he, he had those PIs, but they were really good plays. Um, I'm interested to see now. Mosley is going to be there now, and now it's going to be Lenore. How do you deal with Devontae Adams? Because in the Packers mm -hmm. offense, and I know this sounds silly, you know, and I've said this before, but it, I know it sounds silly, but the first read in every single passing concept is Devontae Adams. And that's only because LaFleur puts it in the hands of Rodgers to make that decision because of the connection they have and how accurate he is. So, And, and that's the thing, right? So there'll be times where they bring in Devontae, uh, Devontae Adams into the slot. And now you've got, you know, K1 Williams trying to guard him. Well, that's not going to help anybody, honestly. That's no disrespect to K1 Williams, but not many cornerbacks can uh, guard Devontae Adams. So I'm interested to see the chess match there with that. And, uh, you know, as far as running the ball, I don't really see them hurting them that way. It's more about, okay, the 49ers can control the clock. And if they get up and the 49ers have to play and the Packers have to play from behind, that's when things are going to get out of hand. And uh, the mm -hmm. Packers have shown a bit of a prop uh, propensity to pack it in. I mean, I didn't mean to say it like that, but like when things work. are, yeah, but when things are going bad, they, they, they just take the, yeah. they fold and go home. And, and that's similar to what happened in New Orleans, right? The, the, the New Orleans game, they, they pretty much just took the ball and just like pushed them down on the ground. And that was it. And that the, the Packers have been known to do that. The 49ers have known to do that to them as well. So uh, that's kind of where I'm seeing it going right now, unless, you know, again, anything can happen interceptions, crazy plays, things like that, or just, just straight up turnovers. But I, I really don't see how the Packers right now at this point can really match up. I just, they, they, they're not matching up well with the 49ers at this point. Yeah. And and the thing is too, as you mentioned, you know, what, what Rogers reads are and how the first read is Adam. The, the thing that like really popped because I finally like watched Aaron Rodgers on, because usually I just watch the games of the other teams and, and, and that's how I kind of get an idea idea. I finally decided to watch the tape on just Rodgers and just see what he does. And Jesus God, some of the throws he makes, like it, it's unbelievable. It, it, it's wild. And, and that's why I don't think you could ever 
take him out of a game. You know, if he's throwing the ball, obviously you take him out by creating pressure, making him uncomfortable. But there's some throws that like I just you you know how you you pause the tape when he's at the top of the drop so you kind of see what he sees. There's times where it's like I don't know who he's gonna throw to here because everybody's covered and he just drops a ball to where only Devontae Adams can catch the ball. And and he is insane. Now, now, as I said, the, the one thing that's gonna stop that is is Nick Bosar, D Ford, or Eric Armstead creating pressures consistently. And I think that's what the Niners are gonna be able to do. But man, Aaron Rodgers is is the elephant in the room that if if he if he doesn't let the pressure bother him. I th- this game can be close. This game can absolutely be close because he he is what can keep them in games, and and that's really that's why he's the been the best quarterback in the NFL for the past decade. I know Tom Brady has the Super Bowl titles, Rodgers doesn't. But if we're going, what's the, what's the term they use in boxing? Pound for pound, whatever that means. If we're talking about just straight up quarterback abilities, Aaron Rodgers has been the best one for the past decade, and and so I. That's the only thing that scares me. I think that's why I'm so hesitant to say this is going to be a blowout because Aaron Rodgers exists. And and I think that's why Kyle Shanahan wanted him so bad is because just the thought of facing Aaron Rodgers, you know, in a week is, is scary enough to make you think that the Packers can be in a game. And like, could you imagine him in an offense with, I mean, I guess you don't have to imagine much because the floor does, does run a very similar thing. Um, But I don't know, man, I'm excited to see what this is. I'm very excited to see what happens this game. And to your point about Aaron Rodgers, Kyle Shanahan agrees. He says so much today in his uh, mm-hmm. po- uh, his presser about Aaron Rodgers being the best. And, yeah. you know, who could argue really against that? You know, Jamal, thank you for the donation, bro. So uh, thoughts on Trey Lance possibly seeing the most snaps he's seen yet due to Sermon possibly playing a lot more. I think we see Trey Lance in this game, especially in the red zone. And in, if it becomes a high leverage situation or if the offense overall just needs a spark. There's no way that Trey Lance doesn't get on the field in this game. I, I don't believe I don't I, I I would be shocked. I would be shocked if Trey Lance didn't have impact plays in this game or in um in bigger situations in the red zone. Yeah, I'm just gonna keep using my double digit snap count until it happens. That's just gonna be what it is. I'm sorry. Um but but uh Lombardi made a good point in his his preview article uh regarding maybe the reason we didn't see Lance was because of the Eagles defensive line and how how good they are. And and mm-hmm. you know, not I mean we saw what rewatching the game, anytime the Niners tried to run through that interior defensive line, nothing was really happening. Uh, they, they weren't able to do that very well. And, and once they started going to the outside, you know, that that's when it started working. So maybe Shanahan didn't feel comfortable using Lance, it, you know, is what it is. I know people have their opinions on how much Trey Lance should be used, how little he should be, whatever you want to say. Um, I do think that this would be a good game to get him in because the Packers defense isn't good. And so, so I'm curious to see if he does get more snaps. I think I obviously not sticking my neck out far. I think he's going to get more snaps in the Eagles game. Uh, the question is, is, is he going to get more snaps in the lions game, which I think was four. And I think, I think we will, I really think we will. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if we get a lot more because the Niners do what they can do to the Packers. There's going to be a lot of garbage time snaps in the, in the fourth quarter. Right. And I think that's really where he is going to get his chances. Um, in terms of in game, yeah, I think it'll be very situational as we've seen third and shorts. I mean, I want them to run a traditional option. Like I want to see that they they tease it a little bit against the Lions. We I saw a play that kind of started that way. I want to see how that works with Sermon and with Lance. I think that's exciting. 
Um, yeah, I, I think we're going to see a lot more Trey Lance this week than we did against the Lions. Obviously, I'm not going to say a lot more than the Eagles because we didn't see him against the Eagles. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I believe that if it's going to be a kind of a gut thing, and I feel like what Kyle wants to do, so maybe he identified, hey, we're not going to try to do this with the Eagles game, so not not even worry about it, or you weren't getting the looks that you were looking for, that's fine. But I think Kyle kind of plays it off the hip like that. So I think that we're going to see it, especially if the offense, let's just say, struggles, because let's just mm-hmm. be frank, the last six quarters, they haven't really put too many points up. So, you know, the 49ers kind of have to come out, start fast. If they start fast and they get ahead, that's the formula to, to snowballing on the Packers, because... When it goes bad, it goes uh, in the in the basement for them. Yeah, and and the other thing is too is I think a large part of why he didn't play Lance against the Eagles is you, those first three drives, right? The Niners go three and out, three and out, three and out. And yes, Garoppolo had bad throws. I, I understand that, but the Niners' offensive line was getting cooked. Like like those first few, they they stabilized later in the game. Like they they fixed everything, and Jimmy was relatively clean. And it wasn't even necessarily because I don't think Jimmy got sacked in that game. No. Uh, they, they weren't allowing sacks, but they were getting beat consistently on the run. And what situations have we seen Trey Lance on more? The run. So it's I think I, I think in hindsight re-watching that game, I, I I agree with Lance not playing against the Eagles because the the, the run line the, the 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 line on the run plays wasn't doing great early on and probably you know, scared Shanahan a little bit. You don't want your new toy to get broken early or, or you know, anything like that. Uh, and and don't you don't want to show things when you're not convinced they'll work, especially with the way that the run defenses or the run offense worked against the, the Eagles. So, like, is what it is. I think the Packers present a better opportunity to get more Trey Lance snaps and maybe even more Trey Lance throws. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see how it goes. Yeah, the running game shift feast. I think that the numbers are skewed for game two with the Lions because of game flow. Because if you watch that game, they were running it consistently with Jamal Williams. Um, DeAndre Swift was catching passes out of the backfield. The, they had to run away from that once they they turned the ball over, turned the ball over, and they were down 21 points. So um, the 49ers should never find themselves in a position like that. I would be very shocked if the 49ers didn't run up and down on this off- on this defense. Like, we're not even talking about Mike Patton anymore. I don't even know who the defensive coordinator is over there, but God help you. Kyle Shanahan has been drawing it up, and you're about to get hit with it, especially if Trey Sermon can be effective. Yeah, and I mean, the thing that would concern me if I'm a Packer fan too is is they really struggled against the Lions in the first half and then the rain started coming down and things kind of altered the Packers are you know I, I don't want to go into the old cliche of dome teams outside in the mm-hmm. in the in the in the weather but you know that that is what it is the Packers are, are a team that's used to that type of weather uh and the Lions are not and they're under a first year head coach but like bro the the, the Lions were moving the ball in that first half, like they moved the ball in the Niners in the final two minutes of that game, except they sustained it over a half. I don't think there's going to be any rain in Santa Clara, Jason. I know, I know you're not used to the area. We don't get a lot of rain in California. It's kind of our gimmick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so I don't think anything like that's going to help the Packers. I don't see the Niners having any issue, even if Garoppolo does have the, the key is with Garoppolo because he's going to have his bad throws. It is what it is. That's I don't think that's slander. I just think that's that's fact. He's going to have his throws. The key is, is those throws not turning into turnovers. They haven't turned into turnovers the first two weeks. The Niners are 2-0. and oh. I think that's a big part of it because if you, if you make one of those could have been interceptions against the Eagles, an actual interception, we could be talking about a one-on-one team, right? If you take one of the – he didn't have too many against the Lions, but you take one of those bad throws against the Lions – we could be talking about a one-on-one Niner team, right? Because of what happened in that final two minutes. So I, th- I think that's one of my big keys too. Is as simple as it sounds, just don't don't turn the ball over, Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, don't please don't do that. 
because that's that's how the Packers will get back into a game. Yeah, absolutely. Again, just continue to run the ball, control the clock. It shouldn't be it shouldn't be hard at all um, with this one. And uh, now your defense should be stronger because Emmanuel Mosley's back. And relatively, I mean, the only other person that's going to be out, um, Kevin Givens, uh, uh, Jermichael Hasey's out, and Elijah Mitchell is doubtful. Everybody else is questionable. Eric Armstead's going to play. So everybody's ready to roll in this game. And, uh, yeah, I, I think the 49ers are going to come out and take biz- uh, take care of business in this game. I really do. And like I said, I, I walked into it cautiously in the beginning because, you know, you always want to be objective and say, you know, and, and, you know, think about it as the Packers. And you never want to hold on to what happened in 2019 no. or anything like that because that's not a way to predict what goes forward. But at the same time, the more that you look at it, the things that they're missing, what's happening right now with their team, how they can beat them. Um, I think it just it just points a little bit too much to the 49ers at this point, and uh, they should win this game. I'm I'm obviously predicting them to win this game, but yes, uh, the 49ers should end up three and zero. Yeah, they they should, and then comes I think is, I I've, I've been getting the order mixed up. It's Seahawks Cardinals, right? That's the order that is after the Packers. Yeah, Seahawks Cardinals bye uh, week. Yeah, yes. so. Uh, if the Niners can go three and zero into that, you know those back to back games, you feel pretty good. Especially, I mean, the Seahawks defense isn't great, so they we'll got see. run all over by uh, Derrick Henry. Hey, the Niners have a Derrick Henry type now, right? Yeah, Big, what's his name? Oh man, Jacquees Patrick. Oh man, yeah, I just saw six foot two. I just want to see what a six foot two, two hundred three pound running back can do in Kyle Shanahan's offense. He's a Florida State running it. back. Can you figure he it is. out? Yeah, what happened? Yeah, you know. There, there, there were some lost years after Jameis left, and then, and we're still in those lost years. Actually, not a big, not a big, not a big Cam Akers guy. Oh, I love Cam Akers. Cam, I, I, I wanted Cam Akers. I'm not surprised he was doing well for the uh, Rams. Um, Florida State's not good. Let's just say that oh. Florida State's not basketball, good. basketball school, basketball school, big basketball school. <laughs> um, yeah, man, I, I, I think we've really covered everything that needs to be covered uh, regarding the Niners Packers. Um, is there anything I forgot? I mean, we kind of touched on the floor versus Shanahan uh, with, I mean, I guess on the field, roughly the same thing. You know, we'll, we'll see pretty much the same thing against each other. They're, they're from the same coaching tree. Uh, <laughs> Tony, <laughs> Tony, we love Tony, you. Tony, thank we've you for the donation, man. We appreciate it. Uh, who's going to have more impact this game? Brandon Ayuk or Mitch Wisnowski? Uh, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to go Ayuk. I'm going to go I, Ayuk. I think, I, think, I think Ayuk breaks out in this game too, actually. I think that this feels like a very good game for him to break out. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it, we said that last week, but we're, as I it's, it's like my Trey Lance hand snap. We'll just say it until it happens. And then we'll delete the audio. This is the, the week. Other one. This is the week. This uh, is but, the week. Uh, Shanahan did say some things about Ayuk that made it feel pretty good. Mm. Um, so, so yeah, man, I, I, I think I, I know that question's asked in jest a little bit, but Hey, Mitch Wisnowski had a very good game against the Eagles. I don't think we're going to see him on the field much on Sunday. Let's just say that. Oh, you mean the NFC Special Teams Player of the Week, Mitch Wisnowski? That NFC guy? NFC. Owning, owning Jason Teams Aponte Teams. on Sundays, uh, every Sunday? Own that bozo. <laughs> Own that bozo. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, man. I, I, I think that's that's where it is. Uh, Jason, I'm going to say some words before we make our predictions here. Uh, those words would be, do you like playing with balls? No, I'm not talking about footballs. I mean your balls. Our friends at Manscaped, the global leaders in below-the-waist grooming, want you to shave your pubes with the Tom Brady of ball trimmers, the brand-new Lawnmower 4.0. 
Only the GOAT technology for the greatest balls of all time. When you're going towards the end zone, make sure you use the right tools for the job and choose Manscaped. Two million men worldwide trust them, so join the movement with our exclusive offer by using code SPRINTRIGHT at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. Hey, the world is starting to open, and the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped is here to help you get ready. Inside, you'll find their brand-new lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, plus two free gifts, the performance boxer briefs, and the shed travel bag. The brand new lawnmower 4.0 is here to take your defense to the next level. This fourth generation trimmer features cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The lawnmower 4.0 also has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multi-function on-off switch that can engage a travel lock and gives you the ability to turn on the 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. Jason and I love that feature. Did I mention this trimmer's waterproof too? Even the Super Bowl's winning coach can enjoy a nice trim during the celebratory water bath. This package also comes with the Weed Whacker to chop your worst weeds up top in both your nose and ear. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. This nose and ear trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. Uh, so get 20% off and free shipping with the code SprintRight at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. And use code SprintRight. Take your ball defense to the promised land with Manscaped. Jason, let's get to predictions. And I... Um, I started this podcast thinking, hey, this is going to be a close game. This is going to be a close game. And I was going to say like 31-24, 31-27. And then all I did was use this podcast to talk myself into the Niners or just going to plow, plow through the Green Bay Packers. I'm going to go 31-10. to 10. The Niners score hasn't changed. I'm going to keep that 31. I think, I think Trey Sermon, he's going to have two touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, he is going to continue his turnover-free football. I think he's going to have a very good game. I think that's where two touchdowns are going to come. They're going to come from Jimmy Garoppolo's arm, and one's going to come from 50-plus yards, whether or not it's a dump-off and somebody else does the work or Jimmy takes a deep shot. 31-10, 49ers. Uh, I got you. I'm 34 17. I, I think that this is a game where it just it, it never really feels as close as it is. The 49ers come right out and start fast. Once they get that running game going and all that play action is going to open up, I think this is a big George Kittle game. And I think that the 49ers handle business in Santa Clara, home opener, sprint right option, picture, uh, t shirt, uh, uh, Sunday night football, all those things. Everything's going to be happening. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that the. I don't think the Packers can uh, can win this one. Do we want to throw out a second prediction to, for this weekend? Go for it. Stanford or UCLA? Who's winning? See, I don't know anything about college football. So the reason that Andrew's bringing this up is because we are going to that game, actually. I can't wait. I mean, a, a college I'm football, excited. I'm very excited. You know, it's not like it's not like my sunbird needed more sun. But, hey, what are we going to do, right? Let's just get out there. Let's just get right back out there. Stop being a baby about it. But Oh, I'm, I'm going to Jamie's house tonight. I, I promise I'll ask her for sunscreen because she has some. She yells at me to put sunscreen I have, on, so I, we'll have sure. I have, I have, I uh, have, and I have Valo. But, yes, I'm gonna, UCLA. 
I'm gonna take Stanford because I'm a I'm oh. a Stanford fan behind Florida State. Grew up uh, with the Jim Harbaugh. Uh, Chip Kelly, bro. God, I didn't grow up with the Jim Harbaugh. I'm older than that. Uh, no, but uh, my dad's a big Stanford fan, and I I legally can't pick a Chip Kelly team. I Chip legally, Kelly, bro. I just can't pick Chip Kelly, so I'm gonna pick Stanford. Um, yeah, man. Owned I'll be- by Chip. God, that name is so just so triggering to me. I, it, it bothers me. It makes me reminisce on the good Jim Tom Sula days, you know, all that fun stuff. Um, so yeah, that's gonna be it, Jason. I'm very excited to see you tomorrow. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna have fun. Uh, me, you, Jordan, Brad, just good good time. Some other people. Some other people uh, that we're meeting up at the Stanford game. I'm very excited. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, do you have any last words you want to say before we get out of here? Nope. You know what it is. Just nope. Okay, nope. Nope. Jason Aponte, as always. Let's go Niners. Waiting all day for Sunday night. I'm cutting you off.